everyone. Welcome to the Bulletproof Hygiene Podcast, where mistakes are welcome, nothing is off limits, and growth is inevitable. I am Sharissa Wood. I'm Brittany Simon. And we are putting our brains together to bring you the tools you need to elevate your hygiene practice, build amazing team culture, and provide patients with the very best care. Our mission is to help empower and equip every hygienist to practice purposeful, profitable hygiene. We look to guide you on your journey towards career fulfillment by providing support, collaboration, and community to our profession. As two of the top producing hygienists in the country, we know firsthand that these things lead to sustainable and fulfilling practice and the happy side effect of high profitability. So let's get to it. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another week of the Bulletproof Hygiene Podcast. This is Brittany, and today I'll be talking about becoming a dental hygienist. And we can kind of consider this to be a part two or a continuation of an episode we did a little over a year ago, which was more like Sharissa and my anecdotal experiences regarding stepping into our careers within this industry. Today's episode is going to be more like planning for hygiene school, data about mean hygiene income, the costs of school, et cetera, pros and cons of being a hygienist, what's involved in licensure and reciprocity, and so on and so forth. So first, I want to examine big picture pros and cons by Teeth Talk Girl on YouTube, and her top pros were the following. We get to help people every day. Not everyone can say that about their job. Um, Good pay in general. And the average hourly pay is considered to be stable over time. We have a lot of freedom and autonomy and generally are are only physically supervised, directly supervised by our boss or doc owner when we're doing exams and we're working with them directly when we're treatment planning. Um, Another thing she said was you literally don't bring your work home with you. And while sometimes I think we can obsess about a tiff with a coworker disagreements, um, difficulty negotiating pay, you know, a a difficult patient, um, just different things we can take home with us, but we physically cannot work from home, which is a pro on her list. Um, You also have the choice to work in a big corporate office or a small private practice. Also, she said, you know, dental hygiene is a super nice job for temp work. It offers part-time And dental hygiene has multiple degree options and different career options, such as sales, research, education, and more. And there's even master's degrees in dental hygiene. So some cons are a lot of times it can be difficult, depending on the area you're in, to find full-time positions. And it may be hard to find something that isn't part-time, difficult to find uh, an office that provides benefits like vacation pay, um, 401k, so on and so forth. There's also the obvious exposure to hazards like blood and saliva. Um, It's very difficult to call out of work, which I think we can all attest to. We are responsible for the entirety of our day, of our schedule um, for each of our patients. And we know that a lot of our patients are repeats and they like to see us specifically. So calling out kind of carries a lot of weight, even when it's absolutely necessary. So it, it can be an issue for the office, absolutely. For our patients, we know that rescheduling can be difficult. So that's a big consideration. Um, Also, you know, it was on the pros list, but it's also a con that we can't technically work from home if we are talking about clinical hygiene. And then there's monotony. And that's what happens a lot when we discuss, you know, burnout and not remembering our why, kind of getting bored with hygiene. 
Um, however, on this con, she also mentioned she likes to keep up with continuing education and uh, the latest in research developments and different assessments that we can conduct. Um, so it's really, she mentioned it only really becomes monotonous if we're not working to the extent of our licensure. There's also the obvious body breakdown or musculoskeletal issues in pain. And also regarding state licensure, we all know that there's minimal reciprocity. So it's difficult to move from state to state and not have to take another board. I think another um, uh, written or clinical board or both in some states is necessary and it can be a difficult process. So I have to say that in addition to these that she mentioned, uh, because we are mid-level healthcare providers, kind of similar to nurses, in the dental industry, there is some liability, um, but it's it's relatively minimal. And because of that, our liability insurance has a very low annual cost, which is around $85 a year for me, as far as I know. Um, because of what we do, most of what we do requires supervision by a dentist. Um, the dentist tends to absorb the bulk of liability and risk associated with clinical practice. However, we have to make sure that we're also protected. So that is a consideration. So according to salary.com, how much do dental hygienists make on average in the United States? The average dental hygienist salary in the U.S. is $78,745 as of August 29th, 2022, but the range typically falls between $68,000 and $90,000. Uh, salaries range, as we know, you know, widely depending on a lot of important factors, including our level of education certifications and expanded functions, additional skills, and the number of years that we have spent practicing in this profession. And the highest paid hygienists are in Virginia, Maryland, California, Nevada, and Washington State, just a fun fact. According to US News and World Reports, um, dental hygiene is the number 17 profession in its 100 best jobs list in 2018. And I think further down, I have a more recent one, I don't think it's number 17 anymore. I think it's in the 20s now, but still in the top 100. And the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics projects that employment of dental hygienists will grow nearly 20% by 2026. So we can, we can count on some level of job security there. So what are some common traits of a dental hygienist? So dental hygienists have to have a diverse set of personality traits that really allow them to work very closely with patients. And according to the American Dental Education Association, here are some of the most common ones. And what I will do before I list these is give a um, disclaimer that if you don't fit perfectly into this box, neither do I, and neither do a lot of the hygienists that I know. So don't write it off as a potential um, career option just because you don't tick all the boxes here. So um, according to the ADEA, a successful dental hygienist is patient and understanding. So some patients might be uneasy about dental work and oral exams, as we know. A good dental hygienist is patient with people who may be afraid of coming into the dental office and will be able to understand their fears. A dental hygienist should work to make the patient relaxed and comfortable and should fully explain the health reasons and steps behind everything he or she does inside the patient's mouth. The next thing is detail-oriented. Obviously, the mouth is a very small place, so it's essential that a dental hygienist pays careful attention to detail when working in a patient's mouth. Dexterity is also incredibly important in such a small space, as the slightest nudge to a sensitive tooth can be extremely uncomfortable for a patient. Passionate. So part of a dental hygienist's job is to educate patients about good oral health practices. 
A dental hygienist that is passionate about oral health and general health can be a role model to patients and help them modify their behaviors to focus on preventive maintenance on their teeth and gums to avoid disease in the future. Sturdy on his or her feet. Dental hygienists are moving, working with repetitive motions and moving around the clinical environment. It's important that a dental hygienist possesses the physical stamina to keep this up throughout the entire day. And I will attest to that. My office is 13,000 square feet. I do a lot of sitting, standing, running, walking throughout the day. Um, positive, a positive attitude goes a long way as a dental hygienist. Many patients prefer energetic, friendly and outgoing hygienists to ease some of their stress about coming to the dentist's office. However, I also have um, you know quite a few introverts on my hygiene team or people who are kind of like, uh, outgoing introverts or not so outgoing extroverts or people who kind of are comfortable doing both. And I think that there's definitely a place for a lot of different types of personalities on a hygiene team. I think some of the biggest things to consider are whether or not you feel comfortable communicating with a lot of different personalities, um, to a lot of different education levels. Um, if you're comfortable you know, with comforting and having empathy for people who are fearful of dental treatment. I think that those are the biggest things to consider. It's not necessarily are you introverted or extroverted. So it's just something to think about. So what are the different types of programs for dental hygiene education? Well, there's there's three different types that are accredited by the Commission on Dental Accreditation or CODA. So entry-level programs are for students with no prior dental hygiene education and prepare graduates for the clinical practice of dental hygiene these programs are found at vocational institutions, community or technical colleges, or four-year institutions. Um, in most cases, applicants typically complete mandatory prerequisite coursework prior to applying to or beginning a dental hygiene education program. Entry-level programs are broken down further into following program into the following program levels. So entry-level associate degree programs. Graduates are awarded an associate degree upon completion. The average associate degree program is two years and requires an average of 84 credit hours for completion, according to the American Dental Hygienist Association in 2012. Entry-level baccalaureate degree programs. Graduates are awarded a bachelor's degree upon completion. The average bachelor degree program is four years and requires an average of 120 credit hours for completion. Some programs award a post-degree certificate to students who have previously earned a minimum of associate degree and complete all requirements of the accredited dental hygiene educational program. Entry-level post-baccalaureate degree programs. Graduates are awarded a baccalaureate degree upon completion. These programs are for someone who has already obtained a baccalaureate degree in something other than dental hygiene from a four-year undergraduate institution and wishes to earn a subsequent degree in dental hygiene. So graduates of a CODA-accredited dental hygiene program and all entry-level program types are eligible to sit for licensing exams and can go on to the clinical practice of dental hygiene. Admission requirements and prerequisites for entry-level programs varies from institution to institution, but this is what it generally includes. A high school diploma or GED, high school courses in mathematics, chemistry, biology, and English, a minimum GPA of 2.0 in high school, college entrance test scores, up to 40 credit hours of prerequisite college coursework in chemistry, English, speech, psychology, and sociology. So tips to apply. Do some soul searching. Make sure dental hygiene is the profession for you. Are you passionate about dental hygiene and working with people? Check out and research the profession and make sure that you can envision yourself performing the duties of the profession. So one thing that I did was 
I was fortunate enough to know someone um, that I was very close to who was a dental hygienist who suggested I just come shadow her in her day-to-day. I highly recommend that. And something that I discovered while shadowing is that I'm extremely squeamish and I had an issue with the doctor giving a patient injections and I actually almost passed out and needed to take a break. So that was something that I chose to continue on with and had to overcome in order to administer local anesthetic. So I'm now able to do that. So what I would say is look honestly when you when you shadow or when you uh, have an opportunity to be at a dental office, not as a patient, just to observe you know the hygienist, the dentist, the front office, just keep an open mind and just remember that there are things that you will dislike about every job and probably a lot of things that you will like about most jobs. So that was something I had to take into consideration and chose to kind of overcome. Um, research programs. So check out the ADEA DHCAS search engine for more information on all participating programs. And that's where I got a lot of this great information about statistics. Um, Collect materials. So know where to go to request transcripts from all colleges you attended. Speak with professors and mentors to determine who will write letters of recommendation. Develop a resume with all activities and accomplishments. Write a personal statement about why this degree and field is your goal. Print out score sheets from all standardized tests taken. Review your application. So make sure to thoroughly look over application instructions, um, include required documentation and fee assistance programs. Take any entrance exams that, that are indicated by the program that you want to apply to. So dental hygiene program curriculums. In entry level programs, dental hygiene students spend most of their time involved in clinical study or direct patient care. Entry level programs require an average of 2,932 clock hours of curriculum covering subjects such as English, speech, psychology, sociology, basic science courses such as general chemistry, anatomy, physiology, and pathology, dental courses like dental anatomy, oral pathology and radiography, and dental hygiene science courses, oral health education, preventive counseling, patient management, and community dental health, as well as dental hygiene patient care, obviously, in a clinical setting. So dental hygiene by the numbers. The number of entry-level dental hygiene programs is 327. The approximate number of degree completion programs in dental hygiene um, for a bachelor's degree is 51. The number of master's degree programs in dental hygiene is 17. And the percentage of students currently enrolled in an accredited dental hygiene program who are women is 94.7. The percentage of students currently enrolled in an accredited dental hygiene program who are men is 5.3, obviously. Um, percentage of dental hygiene programs that use college science GPA as the part of the criteria and admissions procedures is 70, 70% use this criteria. The rank of a dental hygienist in U.S. News and World Report 2020, this is what I referred to earlier, is now 24. So it's still in the, the 100 best jobs list, but now it's 24. 10.8. So the employment growth percentage for dental hygienists through 2028 projected by the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics is 10.8%. Career options. Dental hygiene program students and graduates often think of clinical practice in a dental office or clinic as a singular career path. For those with a passion for dental hygiene who do not wish to practice clinically, there are many career paths outside of the operatory available in education, research, administration, public health, and corporate business. Below is a small sample of available career paths and interviews with dental hygienists who took their careers outside the clinic. So 
They give the example here of pharmaceutical sales, dental supply sales, dental office manager, corporate educator, dental insurance officer, hospital and nursing home consultant, education, classroom instructor, clinical or didactic instructor, laboratory instructor, educational researcher, dental hygiene program director, dean, public health, local state dental public health officer, community clinic advisor, and national health service corps member. So an overview of program costs. So for dental hygiene tuition costs depend on the level and type of program that you're going to consider. And according to the American Dental Hygienists Association, the average estimated total cost of tuition and fees for an associate's degree is $22,692. For a bachelor's degree is $36,382. And for a master's degree is $30,421. And please keep in mind that these numbers represent an average. Program costs at community college may be lower, for instance, than, pro than programs offered by a four-year institution. So besides tuition and fees, students interested in applying to dental hygiene programs should consider other costs such as books and supplies, room and board, transportation, personal expenses, medical insurance, and dental hygiene instrument rentals and purchases. So let's briefly discuss budgeting during dental hygiene school. Budgeting, when, when determining how to best finance a dental hygiene education, it's important to consider what expenses you may have some control over, for example, your living, your transportation, and personal expenses compared with what you may not have control over, like tuition and fees. And focus on the former items when looking for ways to reduce your costs. So focus on, obviously, what you can control, not the fixed costs. Um, and what I will say is, you know, it's another important consideration that I don't think was mentioned was whether or not you decide to work while in dental hygiene school. And what I will say is most people told me that I shouldn't or wouldn't be able to work while in dental hygiene school, and I ended up working full-time throughout um, the entire program. I do not recommend that, and I probably would not do it the same way again um, if I were ever given the opportunity to do it over again. Um, it was very challenging. I was exhausted. I definitely burned out in that process, but I did work full-time. Um, I did live on my own. You know, I was responsible for all my bills. I didn't I didn't have um, a significant other at the time. I was I was living with roommates and that made it more affordable to me. So I highly recommend that. I do highly recommend to, um, you know, if you're a person who, well, it doesn't really matter if you are or are not great at planning and pacing yourself. It's it's a good idea to get a planner and to kind of have a hygiene school buddy to hold you accountable to the program that you guys have committed to. There are a lot of people who, you know, really struggle to make it into the program. And then within the first few months or first few courses, they kind of drop out only because the course load becomes too much. And I think it just becomes too much because they're trying to eat an elephant um, in a single bite instead of one bite at a time and taking it a day or a week at a time and focusing just on what that day or that week is going to bring. So I highly recommend, you know, break things down into bite-sized pieces for yourself, find someone to keep you accountable and maybe someone in the program. It may not, you know, decide ahead of time whether or not you need to work. If so, how much you're going to work, um, what that income is going to look like, how you're going to budget. I highly recommend looking at all these things um, ahead of time. Don't wait till you're in the situation kind of in over your head is what it feels like when you're in the middle of hygiene school and then kind of have to consider all these things in the back end. So 
do some planning, do some research, ask your hygiene friends what they think, what their pros and cons are. Um, and if you're considering becoming a dental hygienist, I highly recommend, you know, downloading our Mighty Networks app and searching Bulletproof Hygiene to start connecting and getting in on the conversation with your potential future colleagues. Um, I know that this was short and sweet, but I really hope it's helpful to anyone who's considering hygiene as a career. And if you have more questions, please feel free to reach out to us on our Mighty Network and we will see you soon. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Bulletproof Hygiene Podcast. We hope you've had as much fun as we have. Don't forget to click subscribe for a lot more where this came from. We appreciate your support and promise to keep the hygiene gems coming. Keep track of upcoming Bulletproof Hygiene events by visiting bulletproofhygiene.com or download the Mighty Networks app and search Bulletproof Hygiene to stay connected. We want to hear from you.